This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to The Real Real, where I take you behind the Instagram reel and into the real lives of entrepreneurs, content creators, and anyone who inspires me and may inspire you too. I'm your host, Natalie Barbu, and let's get into it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Real Real Podcast. I am doing a Q&A on here, which I actually, I don't think if I've ever done a Q&A on my podcast because I like to do video Q&As. But now that I'm doing my podcast on YouTube as well, I figured this would be a good hybrid of a YouTube video and a podcast. And I've actually like loved what Alex Earl or like the Unwell Network has done with podcasting slash videos like I watched the call her daddy episode with Alex and then I also watched Alex's first two podcast episodes and I love how they kind of feel like a vlog so you could listen to it or you could watch it like it's not like you're missing that much if you're not physically watching it like I definitely think it's better to watch it on video rather than just audio but I don't know I just like that there's both and that it's a mix between YouTube and podcasting. And I know that I've watched Alex Cooper before. And I remember when all of that stuff was going down with Call Her Daddy and like her and Sophia, she mentioned that like her idea for the podcast was like she would edit it as if it was a YouTube video. Like that was her editing style. And that has stuck with me ever since that all happened. And so I wanted to kind of incorporate that with today's podcast where it's a YouTube video as well. So if you want to watch, hello, but it's also a podcast, you know, because I feel like I somewhat have like different listeners. If you just listen to me on audio, like podcasting, please let me know. And if you don't listen to my podcast, but you watch my YouTube videos, let me know because I think that there's different audiences for both of them. And so I'm excited to kind of reach both with this Q&A. And I haven't done a Q&A in a really long time. Maybe like I think I like to do these like once a quarter. I feel like four times a year is good. There's a lot that could change. I also just enjoy like sitting down and chatting with you guys. And the reason why I love podcasts, like sit down solo podcasts is because I feel like I can just like ramble and you guys don't get mad at me versus a YouTube video. It's like skip to minute three to get to the actual good stuff. And I'm like, guys, I just wanted to talk to you. Can I not ramble for a second? So I'm excited for this new era of the podcast. We haven't gotten like the new cover image yet or, you know, the new intro or anything like that, but that is coming soon and I am so excited for it because I think it's going to be really cute. I love the photos that I took. I've already like posted some of them on Instagram. I don't know which specific photo we're going to go for for the cover image, but I'm just really excited to have that out there. So it is a Thursday morning. I'm sitting here in my apartment recording this Q&A and I woke up feeling like 
not great. <laughs> I woke up with a sore throat, a little bit of chills. So hopefully I feel better because I have two weeks of travel coming up. I'm going to Cleveland for the Forbes 30 Under 30 Summit. And then I'm going to Dallas to visit my best friend, Julie. She opened up another coffee shop in Dallas. So I'm like so excited to see her and visit that. And then I'm going to New York City for a week. And I'm going because it's tech week. So it's a lot of networking, meeting investors. But also, I'm going to stay through the next weekend because my little sister's boyfriend plays for the Commanders and they're playing the Giants that weekend. And I really want to go to one of his games. I haven't been to any of his games. He's not coming to Miami. I want to go to the Dolphins game when they play, but that will be in D.C. So I need to see if I can like travel then. Like I've just been doing so much travel. So I want to go, though. It looks like a ton of fun. And it'd be like a house divided, you know, because my family are huge Dolphins fans. My little brother might be like the biggest Dolphins fan I know. But yet, like, of course, he wants my sister's boyfriend to do well. So he's like, I want him to do well, but I want the Dolphins to win. (laughs) So we'll see what happens there. He's going to be very conflicted. Like, I'm excited to watch him watch that game. But yeah, I just have a lot of travel coming up. So a lot more content will be coming your way, which I'm very excited and happy for. And yeah, let's just get into this Q&A. I asked you guys on Instagram to ask me questions and you guys did not disappoint. So I haven't looked at any of these yet. I'm just going to randomly go through them in no particular order and start answering them. Okay. So how to get into content creation when you're nine to six is soul sucking. Oh, that one is so, so hard because we spend most of our hours at work and having a job that is like you described soul sucking and takes up all your energy. The last thing you want to do after work is like another job. However, I think that how to get into content creation, you need to ask yourself, why do you want to get into content creation? Because if the reason you want to get into content creation, because you think that that is a better job than what you currently have going on, you're going to get burnt out and you're going to hate it. And it's going to become equally as soul sucking because you're not going to have time and you're doing it because you just feel like it's going to be better. If you want to get into content creation because it's always something you've enjoyed, you've always wanted to go into it, you want to, you know, film X, Y, and Z, you have all of these ideas, you know, if only you had the time to do it, then you would do it. That is different. But if you are getting into it because you think it's just going to replace another miserable job and you think it's a better job, I feel like you're not going to like it because it's going to be now just another thing on your to-do list. And if you aren't actually enjoying it, it's going to start to feel the same way as your soul-sucking job that you have currently. Of course, I personally think being an influencer, being a content creator is like the best job in the world. But if you are not someone that actually likes it, it can be the worst job in the world. It totally depends on who you are. And I think it's really glamorized on social media because of course there's so many perks. But if you don't like creating content, if you don't enjoy, you know, providing any sort of value or, you know, using it as a creative outlet, then you're just not going to like it. It is not meant to be for everyone. However, if you do want to start and it's not just something that you're kind of looking to, you know, work at because you think it's going to be easier and better, then I would give yourself a certain time frame. Because if you say that this is just going to go on forever, you're going to get burnt out and you're not going to know where to start. Give yourself three months. Give yourself a quarter. I think a quarter is like perfect amount of time to see results, but also short enough where it's like you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Give yourself a quarter and tell yourself this quarter this next three months, every like morning, every time I get back from work, my lunch breaks, I'm going to do something for content creation. Every Saturday, I'm going to create this many videos. I would do something like that and then actually implement it and like 
add it onto your calendar, plan out your content. I would highly recommend using Rella, obviously, but like that is literally one of the biggest things that we offer is the ability to plan out your content and actually like brain dump in there, add to-do list items, like make sure that you're on top of it, syncs with Google Calendar so you can see like where things fall depending on your work day. And you can also track like your goals on there, your posting consistency, everything. You can set so many different goals to hold you accountable as well. So I would have something like that, use Rella and put it in your schedule. Because if you just say like, I want to do it, I want to do it, but I have no time. I think that I have no time can feel like that when like you said, your job is soul sucking. No one wants to do anything after they come home from a bad day. Like who wants to do that? However, you do have time. So try to change your mindset with I'm going to do this for the next three months. And I'm going to see how much progress I get if I even like this, because sometimes you can spend so much time worrying about if only I could do that, if only I could do that. And you don't even know if you're going to like it. So have this be your trial period where you're testing it out. You might not have a social life for a little bit. And I always tell people like sometimes balance comes in seasons. Sometimes I am working all the time and I have no balance with anything else in my life. And other times I actually am able to kind of step back a little bit and, you know, have more of a social life, travel, do other random things. And that's the balance where it balances out throughout like my life. But there are going to be seasons where I'm like work, 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 work. And I really don't have time for anything else. So this next quarter is going to be a season of hustling and seeing the light at the end of the tunnel and trying this out because you want to see if this is something you want to pursue. And in order to do that, you just need to do it. And maybe like scheduling it out will make it easier for you, but you just need to do it. So that's what I would say for that. And that's with anyone that wants to like change jobs, do side hustle, doesn't have to be content creation. It's all about setting realistic goals for yourself and actually like implementing the steps that you're going to take to reach them. Let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz and take it from me. I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Airs tour for like the third time, you know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? Introducing Way's new anti-frizz cream. It is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon violet and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 450 degrees, reduces and repairs split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration. And according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code RealReal. 
Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today, as it should, with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid. Imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work, not just waiting for payday. With Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet. Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard-earned cash when I need it most. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, "When I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind." Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type "Real Real" under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com/tos for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. What role does religion play in your life? So I feel like I've been slightly more open talking about my faith on my channel. It's never something that I like actively avoided. It's just something that I didn't bring up and I don't envision myself bringing it up all the time because that's not me either like I'm not someone that talks about it all the time that's when me and my friends are hanging out like yeah of course we'll have conversations about that sometimes but that's not like every topic of conversation it is the way that I guide my life and it's the way that I live my life has to do with my faith but it's not something that I am like shoving down your throat or talking about it nonstop and I just don't think I'll ever be that person. So I don't think it would make sense for me to talk about it nonstop on my social media. However, like I said, it is like the biggest thing in my life. It's what guides me. It's like my, you know, moral compass. It's just how I get through the week. Faith to me is something that I have gone through like waves with where sometimes I feel like my faith is a lot stronger. Other times I feel like, okay, I haven't like prayed. I haven't read my Bible. I haven't gone to church in a while and I can definitely feel distant from God, but it's never something that I've lost. Like it's always something that I've had. And I grew up in a Christian family and it definitely was something where I grew up, you know, believing the gospel or like identifying as a Christian, but I don't think I ever really fully like committed to that until Honestly, I mean, it's gone through waves. So there are moments where I feel like I've really been like super strong in my faith in high school. And then in college, I kind of, you know, didn't as much. And then there are sometimes like post grad, I felt it a little bit, but then the past few years, not as much. And then back again, you know, it comes in waves. And I think it's really unrealistic to say, and it puts a lot of pressure on people to say, like, you literally have to have the same level of faith and unwavering faith throughout your entire life because it's so normal to have doubts, questions, seasons when you're not in it as much and when you're distant from it. And I think it can place a lot of guilt on Christians if you're like, oh, well, you're not a strong enough Christian because I didn't see you at church 
for this many months or you're not a strong enough Christian because I saw you drunk at a bar the other day. Like, I just like hate that part of Christianity because I think that you cannot expect someone to have the same level of just like faith, like I said, throughout someone's entire life. If you can, amazing. I am jealous of you, but that's just never been me. I've always been someone who has come back to it or, you know, sometimes it's stronger than others, but it's always something that I have led my life with. Like I've definitely fallen short, I guess you can say, or like not been as close, but it's always been my guiding principle. Like I've never had a moment where I've like been actually, I'm not a Christian and goodbye. Like I've never had that, but I guess just with like how close I feel to God has swayed or has like, and that changes throughout my life. But I don't know. I mean, Jesus just plays such a big role in my life. Like, I feel like I just talked about it in a video I filmed today, but I have had a really, really like anxiety ridden week. Like this week has been a really bad week. I've felt so much anxiety. I have felt so crazy, if I'm being honest, and I've like barely gotten any sleep this week. I feel sick now, hence why you can probably tell that I have a stuffy nose, which is so annoying. But I am so reliant on God that everything's going to work out, and I'm just trusting Him that everything's going to work out. And I just keep hearing this voice in the back of my head that's like, why do you need so much reassurance? Why do you need control? Why don't you trust me? And that was kind of like a wake-up call for me. And the other day when I was thinking that the most, I literally could like hear this voice in my head telling me that. My friend texted me like a devotional. She was like, for some reason, I just thought of you. And it was literally talking about that. Like it was literally talking about that. And I was like, okay, if this doesn't say anything, I don't know what does. I don't like the word religion either. I know that's what it is, but I think being super religious, quote unquote, can be perceived as a bad thing because it's very like rules and like what you can and can't do. And I just don't prescribe to that. I don't think that there's a checklist of you're bad if you do this, you're good if you do this. I think your relationship with God is so personal. Like, no one's perfect. So, like, if you are doing something that maybe like you shouldn't be doing, you're not a bad Christian. Like, I just like hate that. So that's why I think that I don't love the word religion, but I use the word faith instead because that's how my life is lived is like through my faith, not through religion, if that makes sense. So yeah, I mean, I'll talk about it on my channel every now and then, but I always like when I get a question like that, just because a lot of people have DM me and they're like, oh, like hearing about your faith made me feel a lot closer to you because, you know, it's something to relate to. How to avoid a codependent relationship. Okay, so I have been a relationship person for a while. I've been single for over a year now. And although it's been a very difficult year, it's also been the most rewarding year of my entire life. That is not to say that I regret my relationships or that I'm like, oh my God, so much happier not in my relationships. No, but I have grown as a person so much in this year of being single. However, I will say, I think it's been easier for me than someone who is very codependent in a relationship when they go through a breakup because I have always, always prided myself in being someone who is incredibly independent, even in her relationships. So when I was dating my boyfriend, we were dating for four years, we were long distance for three years. We just were both two independent people that decided to come together in a relationship. And I've been that way with all of my previous boyfriends. I 
am independent to a fault. I think it's a great thing and it can also be a negative thing because it inherently, I think, makes me a little selfish, which sometimes is not bad, but I think it can be sometimes if I'm being honest. And so I am someone that I have my own life, I have my own friends, and if I'm going to date someone, it is because you are making my life better and I am making your life better. It is not because I need you. And I think it's a healthy mindset to go into where it's like, I don't need a relationship. I am self-sufficient. I can financially provide for myself. I have my own friends. You know, I have my own goals and my own dreams and I'm on the path to get there. If you want to come along for the ride, amazing. And of course, when you're in relationship, there's going to be sacrifices. Like you're not going to be able to do everything that you want only. However, if someone is like not okay with you having those individual goals, dreams, friendships, aspirations, jobs, anything like that, and they want you to depend on them, I think that's really unhealthy. And if you are someone who you know that you're codependent, like you know that when you get in a relationship, you like really depend on your partner, maybe it's a time for you to be single. Or maybe you just need to go into a relationship being like, listen, I am so happy I'm dating you. I am so excited to be in this relationship. But this is the stuff that I want to do. And this is the stuff I want to accomplish. And these are my friendships. And I want to make sure that in this relationship, I don't lose that. Because I think it can be really easy to do without trying. You know, like all of us have that friend that's like, oh, she got a boyfriend. Guess we won't see her again. And it sucks. And when you do have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you will be, you know, obviously with them more than your friends or your life is going to change in some way. That's fine. I'm not saying that like your life can't change and, you know, they just kind of got to stick with you. That's not what I'm saying. But I think you have to go into it saying like, I am going to still have my own life and we just need to make each other better. Like we cannot complete each other. We just need to make each other better. And anytime I'm like dating, I am like so, so picky now because I just know exactly what I want and what I don't want. And if you do not meet, you know, the things that I want in someone, I don't need you. So like, we're not going to be in a relationship because I don't need a boyfriend. Like I am very happy on my own, but I obviously like want a relationship in the future. So the relationship I will have in the future is going to be one that we both like enrich each other's lives and make each other better people and, you know, strengthen each other. It's not going to be one where we are dependent on each other. And so it's hard for me to give this advice because I've never been someone in a codependent relationship. I have always been incredibly independent. So I don't know what it's like to be dependent on your partner and then like force yourself not to. But I hope this helps with just like the mindset that I personally have. Like you don't need them. Like you need to do your own thing. They just need to make you better and go into a relationship keeping in mind that like it can become codependent and I don't want it to become like that. I think when you're not self-aware is when things can go wrong where you're like, no, I'm not dependent on him. It's like when you're in a clear head, so like before you're in this relationship, you should say like, these are the things that I want to maintain. I want to see my friends every week. I want to, you know, see my family once every month. I want to have my own hobbies that don't involve my boyfriend. I want to have, you know, a job that doesn't involve financially relying on him. I want to pay for X, Y, and Z so that I'm not like totally financially dependent on him, whatever it is. I, I think it's going to be different for everyone. But I think those things will help you become less codependent. Like when you have a problem, for example, of course, you're going to vent to your boyfriend, obviously. However, have those friends that you talk to also and keep up with them and ask them how they're doing and like hang out with them without your boyfriend. Like ladies, 
if you are the girl that brings your boyfriend to girls' nights, your friends are mad at you. They are. Stop doing that. Don't bring your boyfriend to girls' nights. Like, there's no reason for them to be there. You can go by yourself. (laughs) So, you know, like, things like that, just be more independent in. And I think it requires a lot of effort and a lot of self-awareness. Your life has evolved so much over the past few years. What are your upcoming life visions? Yeah, my life has changed so much. I mean, you know, in the past three years, I left New York City. I moved home. I moved to Miami. I broke up with my boyfriend. I've been single for a year. I started a company. I raised money. A lot has gone on in the past three years. And I have no idea where my life is going to take me. I think this is the first time where I'm like, I don't know. I'm just along for the ride. I have no clue. Like, I don't know when I'm going to meet someone. I don't know when I'm going to, you know, get married. I don't know when I'm going to, what's going to happen with Rella. Like, what's the timeline of Rella? I don't know where I'm going to live. Like, if you told me to describe what my life would look like five years from now, I would say I have no clue. Of course, I have hopes. Like, I hope in five years I'm married and I, I hope in five years I have a kid by then. I hope that I love my job and I'm successful at what I'm doing, whether that's Rella or, you know, we've sold Rella and I'm onto something else. There's a lot of things that I hope for, but like, there's no point in even like hoping for these things because like, I'm just going to trust in God and I'm just going to be like, whatever you throw at me, that's what we'll do. So yeah, I don't know. Okay, let's see the next question. I've been sad for six plus months after my breakup and starting to feel better. Any tips for this new era? Well, first of all, I'm so happy that you're feeling better because there is nothing worse than the feeling of being like, oh my God, it's been six months and I still am so sad and I'm still crying over it. I'm never going to get over that person. Like, I feel like we've all gone there where we're like, I thought by this time I'd be over them and I'm not. And so finally having that feeling of being like, I'm moving on and I'm feeling a lot better is amazing. And it will come and go in waves. Like you might feel that way. And then a month later, be really, really sad. That doesn't take away from the progress that you've made since then. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. I think healing from a breakup is such a long journey. And some people, it takes a lot longer than others. Like I was in a relationship once where I literally got over them. We dated for like three years and I got over them. I'm not kidding. In like five days because I shouldn't have been in that relationship for as long as I was. And like, you know how they say girls kind of process a breakup even when they're in the relationship, when they know that, you know, something's not right and they should be breaking up with that person. That was me. It's not something I'm proud to say, but it definitely was me, which is like not great, but I got over it really, really quickly. My past relationship, the one that was four years, it took me a very, very, very long time to get over it. And, you know, of course it comes and goes in waves, but I think that it's so exciting. You know, I remember when I started feeling that way, probably was like four to five months in is when I was like, I'm feeling better. Like I was not fully healed, but I was feeling better. I went on my first date. I was like worried if a guy was going to text me or not. Like, you know, I was thinking about wanting to go out and like meet people. I started meeting new guys and being like, okay, like there's hope out there. Quickly gets shattered when you start meeting the wrong men have experience with that where I'm like, actually, this is a societal problem that we need to address before it's too late. Why do men, period? Why do men? Why do men? Let's have a segment on that. But anyways, that's not what this question is about. Not to burst your bubble of like, (laughs) I'm like, oh my God, you're healing. You're great. Put yourself back out there. But by the way, the dating pool is awful and you're going to have a miserable time. 
but have fun. That was like the worst advice ever. I'm so sorry. No, there are great guys out there. I have met good guys as well. I've just also met some, you know, questionable ones. But anyways, I don't even know what this question was. What's the next era? Okay, the next era, you're going to have fun with your friends. That's what you're going to do. That's the next era is you're going to go out with your friends and you're going to have fun. You're going to have like hobbies that you and your friends do. Like you're going to go out for drinks. You're going to go dancing. You're going to do like wine and paint and sip nights. You're going to go to the beach. You're going to go on girls trips, like literally get a big group of your girls and go somewhere like this should be the year of your girlfriends. Like that should be the focus. And it is going to be so much fun. And if you don't have girlfriends, go out and make some girlfriends. Because I am telling you, I was never the person with a big girls group. Like I always had like one or two best girlfriends and that was it. And I, you know, I was always like, oh, I'm like jealous of people that have like friend groups. And I would always want like guy friends. I would always be like, I want guy friends. Like they're so chill, blah, 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 blah. No, girlfriends are where it's at. Like having a close knit group of girlfriends is the best feeling in the world. And they are like my sisters now. And I've just had such a fun year, even though it's been a journey. I've had such a fun year. So that is what this next era is going to bring you. You're going to make so many like funny stories with your friends. You're going to have so many cool experiences and slowly but surely you will stop thinking about them as often as you do. Of course, you're you're always going to think about your relationship. Like I still think about like my high school boyfriend sometimes. I'm like, I wonder what he's doing. Like I'm not like sad about it, but I'm like, wonder what he's up to now. You know, it's just like a thought that crosses your mind if you've ever spent time with someone for an extended period of time and you've like really gotten to know them but yeah I've thought that sometimes I'll think about that about like a situation ship I'm like wonder what they're doing it doesn't mean that you're not over it it just means that like we're human so this year is going to be a very fun year for you and I am so excited so please like dm me once you have these like fun stories because I want to hear them and I want to know do you feel like you fully healed from your last relationship yes I do I really do. I feel like it's been over a year now and it definitely took a while. Of course, there are going to be moments where I'm like, oh, you know, like when the anniversary of like our breakup was, I kind of like went through a hard week, but because it was also like literally in the city that he lives in during that. Another question is, would you still move to New York City? My headspace right now is I will do anything. Like, do I want to move to New York City? No. But if I absolutely had to, I would do it. I think I have gone through so many changes in my life that I'm up for wherever life takes me. Like if my life takes me to move to the other side of the world, I will do it. Like I am not afraid of change and I like embracing it. Do I think I'm going to move back to New York? No, I don't want to. I don't think I'm going to. But like if I need to, I will. I'm not as stubborn or as like stuck on anything anymore. Like I remember when I lived in New York, I was like, if I move out of New York, I'm a failure. I don't feel that way anymore. So I'm not going to, you know, like I can literally pick up and leave if I absolutely have to. But the answer is I don't want to. (laughs) I love living in Miami. Let's see. Go to drink at a bar a tequila soda with extra lime juice or just like anything with tequila. But if I'm like at a bar where everyone's like standing, you're ordering at a bar, I'm getting a tequila soda with lime. If I am at a restaurant and I'm getting a cocktail, I will order anything with tequila or mezcal. Those are my favorite. Like I just only drink tequila and mezcal. I never drink vodka. If we're doing shots, we're doing tequila shots. I don't know any other shot. Like it's like a psycho move. If, I think if you do like any other shot other than tequila, right? right? (laughs) So yeah, tequila and mezcal all the way. Okay. I think that's like all the questions I am going to answer right now. 
it was a lot about, you know, relationships, life change, faith. I think it was a good update on kind of where I am right now, but I want to do like advice columns as well. So in the future, I'm actually going to open up like a phone number where you guys can call and leave voicemails or you can text and I will like read them anonymously. I can even like change the pitch of your voice or something if you want to. But yeah, I just loved doing this. I'm so happy for this like new era of the podcast. I think we're going to enter the end of this year with that new era and I'm just looking forward to it. And yeah, I hope I answered your questions. Follow me on Instagram to be involved in the next one. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye guys. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Real Real. I hope that you enjoyed and don't forget to rate, review, follow, or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can follow me personally on Instagram at Natalie Barbu and the podcast at The Real Real Podcast. I'll see you next Monday. Hey, my name is Lovan Rumpf, and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. At the Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here, and vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then. Hey there, my name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room Podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the Mom Room Podcast podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood.